When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 61 with Miss Debbie Wood and her dog, who is has decided to join us, as many a dog have, and I welcome them all. And as always, it's a uh, I used this analogy just last week. If you ever meet like a girl or a guy and they talk about all their crazy exes, and then you kind of got to look at your friend and be like, the common denominator is you. And I find myself saying once again, you know, this guest, Debbie Wood the patience of an angel accommodating me and my shifting schedule. The number of times I've started a podcast with saying this guest has the patience of an angel. Mm. I got to start wondering what's the common denominator. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's me. Maybe I, uh, maybe I require too much patience from too many people, but that's, I guess that's my own personal flaw, my own personal self-improvement. But Miss Debbie Wood, we spoke on the phone about a month ago, but please yeah. introduce yourself. I'm Debbie Wood. I'm the chairman of the Bay County Florida Republican Party Executive Committee, and um, been doing that for about, I think this is my third year. And so let's just jump into it, because I believe it was in the news somewhat recently. You were telling me on the phone about uh, you filing a motion to have Liz Cheney removed from, I believe, what was it, the Republican Party, and where was it? Well, what it was, was Liz Cheney was a, a leader, held a leadership position with the Republican National Committee. Mm -hmm. Now, what they do in Wyoming, that's on them. They get to elect whoever they want to. I'm not trying to dictate or or, or anything else sure. what they're doing in Wyoming. But but when she was holding an RNC leadership position, I felt that we had the responsibility to say that, wait a minute, this is not right. She does not represent the people in the panhandle of Florida. I don't think she represents the people in the state of Florida. Republicans, and we need to encourage her to be removed by the Republican National Committee. Okay. If they want to get funds from us, RNC does, they need to listen to what we say. And Liz Cheney is not one of us. Okay. All right. So that, that clarifies it for me is, yeah. So that's like, that's like, a, that's like if I had a guest on here who, I don't know, one day they go out and you start seeing them spewing, you know, Nazi stuff or, you know, your anti-white stuff or anything. And I yeah. come out and I go, hey, I know that guy was on my podcast, episode 200. Doesn't represent me. Not a Tommy's. I know he always cites Tommy's podcast as his thing. Not me. I mean, I know Joe Rogan's done that with guests, not to compare myself to him, because apparently my ego's too inflated. But he's <laughs> done that where he's like, yeah, I interviewed that guy. But, you know, in the years since, they've come out and said some horrific things. And so, mm -hmm. I, okay, I, I kind of get it. Like, yeah. so, and so one thing we talked about, and it's one thing that my uh, good friend David O'Neill, who, whoops, microphone's about to fall off, who lives in Florida, he always, he always says, and, it, you know, I never really thought about it until he started saying it, and it is what we spoke about on the phone to an extent, is, and we both agreed on this, is like, I... I fear like a Bernie Sanders or an AOC less than a rhino. And for anyone listening who happens to be more liberal, you could, I would say to them, because it's okay to think differently than we do. They probably fear a, a Donald Trump less than they would fear a centrist liberal. And mm -hmm. what that is, is I disagree with them, but at least I know who they are. I know who Bernie Sanders is. I disagree with him. But hey, I will give credit where credit's due. He says what he believes in and he sticks to it. And he's been saying the same thing for decades. I happen to vehemently oppose it, but you know who he is. But he's consistent. Yes. You know who I am. You watch these podcasts, you know who I am. You might be like, I hate that white guy with blue eyes in front of an American flag. But damn it, he, he says what he believes in. You can fight that. You cannot fight a snake in your own garden right. and your dog agrees, but like, I know. let me go shut that no, door. No, 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 no. Okay. Was, that, it doesn't bother you. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I, I, a little aside, put down my dog last summer. He was 17 and a half, half paralyzed, half blind, half deaf, little toy poodle, zero manners, 
would bark and whine during every podcast. There's easily 200 <laughs> episodes of me saying, please excuse my dog. He's down, so don't worry about it. I, okay. I get it. So, but that's what we talked about. And that's something that mm-hmm. I, I liked about you is that you, you, you agreed with that, that, and it's a lot of people are afraid to, and again, liberal or, or conservative to say that and go, you know what? No, it's, it's not okay. It's not okay that this guy is this, this wishy-washy center guy stand up for, and again, don't agree with him, but I'll give credit to Bernie where he's like, no, we need national health care, despite what everyone else says. And I know I'm rambling now, but could you go more into that with how you feel, at least in Bay County, how there are people who have more determined and steadfast conservative values and how other rhinos or centrists uh, fear them or, or you're going too far. You're not standing up for it. And you said, no, this is this is what I stand up for. It, it, it's garbage. And I will tell you that we we passed it unanimously at a Republican executive committee meeting, that the, the anti-Liz bill or resolution. And I brought it before the Republican Party of Florida. They would not la- allow it out of committee. That scares me. Yeah. Um, you know, the Republican Party of Florida, Florida is an important state. Whether you like Florida or not, whether you like Ron DeSantis or not, it's important in the national scheme of things. And when you've got leadership, that will not allow that kind of resolution to be brought before the full committee. I it's, it scares the bejeebies out of me. I don't I don't get it because you know what the Republican Party that I grew up in, and I'm getting on up there in age now, but but the Republican Party I grew up in, we stood for stuff. And when they don't want to stand, oh well, you'll let Wyoming take care of it themselves. I'm not talking about Wyoming. I'm talking about the Republican National Committee. So. Why is that such a terrible thing? Why are you so afraid to to stand up for what you believe in? And if we don't, then who's going to? Yeah. Yeah. And it's and that whole it not even being let out is it's, that's the eerie thing where you almost start to see the, the quote unquote, the uniparty. Right. That right. that right. contractual that you can argue on the peripheries but right. you know you, once you really try to push anything or really try to make any uh change you see how that center system kind of locks the, call it whatever you want the deep state the you know the machine right. the military industrial complex whatever you want to call it it all does kind of come together and but i do think that that gives us an advantage and again not to alienate listeners us could also be you and the liberal equivalent of Tommy and the liberal equivalent of, of Debbie Wood. Cause I truly do believe that we all want the same thing. I think the vast majority of people want the same thing. You want a safe neighborhood, you want job opportunities, you want good education, how we decide the best way to get to it is one of my best friends, Rogers an author lives in new Orleans, super liberal guy comes on here every week. He's one of my best friends. We talk all the time. We disagree, but we also agree on what, what's, what's the end goal. We want to we want the, excuse me, we want the identical things. We just disagree. So just a little aside, not to alienate them, but when you actually try to start moving towards what you want and standing up for what you want, I do believe it is in our favor because their whole value system or what their power comes from is censorship. It's not letting things out of committee or getting to committee. It's, you know, reducing the number of poll watchers. It's, or you could say YouTube getting rid of the dislike button or social media Mm -hmm. censoring things. When their tactic, when their thing is so fragile that it has to be protected by shadows and censorship and suppression, yes, that's an uphill battle, but it's also kind of what we've been saying. It's a defined enemy. You know what it is. And all you have to do is shed light on it. And in order to do that, I think there are different ways you can go about it. Okay, if we can't get it out of committee, well, what do you do? You start to infiltrate all the kind of like what we're seeing with COVID, right? You had a vaccine during the center of a pandemic and it creates all these variants. You can kind of create variants to enact the same goal. So what can people do? And as someone who's been to Florida, I think twice, but what can people do to actually start sort of circumventing this? Because- I mean, you don't seem like the kind of person that goes, they didn't let out a committee. Oh, well, guess that's it. No, you, you get up and find the next way to do And I know I'm rambling. I talk a lot. But what can people actually do, in, just for example, in Florida? Well, you know, and, and Florida's a very diversified state, too, because I'm in the panhandle. We're in that, 
you know, the, 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 you know, second amendment pro everything we are, we're good old folks, you know, um, we, you, you get down to that, that famous I for corridor and that kind of thing. Florida changes, even though Florida's now officially turned Republican, uh, registration wise, but that scares me too, because I think that's going to get people to be more complacent, but, you know, we can't. I can't control what happens in Tallahassee. I can't control what happens in the Republican Party of Florida. I can just control or attempt to make a difference on what happens here locally. So we have a very strong conservative area up here. So my thing is focusing people to not worry about 2024. We need to worry about 2022. We've got Governor DeSantis back on the ballot. Most people, I don't think, in the state of Florida even get the idea he's got he's running again. Yeah, his term is up in 2022, guys. Yeah. It's, you know, come on, guys. You know, and we have school board races. You know, they, you know look what happened in Virginia. That is making a huge difference throughout that entire state. They got a they got a governor that you know is, is not their normal up there in, in Virginia. So. I have to stay focused on what I believe I can help make a difference in, yeah. and that's starting at the city council level, the school board, the county commission, and obviously getting out the support for our governor. And you know, uh, Marco Rubio is back on. Uh, you know, he's up for re-election this year, um, and our congressman, Congressman Dunn. But you know, focusing on what the people that really represent the Trump type of Republican Party. We are no longer the party of Republicans you know, twenty years ago. 30 years ago is it's a lot different and we need to listen to them and not blow these people off. And that's my goal is to make sure that the people that got Donald Trump elected, make sure the people that got DeSantis elected are, are heard and not blown off by the elitist. Yeah. It's, I think, you know, hope is a powerful thing. And, um, I mean, have you ever did, I mean, I remember one of my favorite things as like a kid would be like when I would like choose a goal. Like I wanted to, I loved Legos as a kid at 31. I still love Legos, but you know, I love Legos or whatever you want to call it. Video games. One of my favorite things, I mean, really far, I mean, going back to, you know, five, six, seven, my favorite things is when I would find a goal. I want this toy. I want this, whatever, this toy shark. And it would be, I don't know, call it $10. My favorite thing was I'd look at it and be like, that's impossible. You know, it's when you're a kid, $10 is like, that's being a billionaire. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing was like starting to save. And whether it was just picking up every penny I saw when I, you know, go to the mall with my mom or, you know, doing tours around the house or go swimming. And my grandma would throw like nickels and dimes into the deep end and we'd swim down and get it. And it was, it was, you go down and get it. And all of a sudden, it started to sort of shift your whole world view, because what seemed like nothing, what really, oh, it's a penny. I'm never going to get that. the equivalent now would be instead of ten dollars, what if I wanted ten thousand dollars, right? Yeah. You're saving up for this microphone last year or this camera, which is two thousand dollars. When you start to save, and there's a purpose to this analogy. When you start to save and you start to see, you're like, oh, you just like that. You're like, I have, oh, I have a dollar. I. Have, I have $2.50 and you put it in a big jar or a plastic bag and you start to see how it is possible. And what, what seemed like an old dirty penny with gum on it or something, and you start to see it also changes your worldview to it's impossible to it's possible, but you also start to see opportunities everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you know, you, let's go look under the couch cushions. You find a nickel there and you're like, there we go. Let's get it. And you keep yeah. going, you keep going. And it creates this very powerful, oh, it's real it's malleable. Steve Jobs said that one of the most important moments, if not the most important moment in a young entrepreneur's life is the moment that they stop viewing society as this just impenetrable static thing, you know, like north south or the sun rises, the sun sets. It's not that. It's something that you can actually poke and something will poke out somewhere else and you go, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm a player in the game." And these little tiny things or another analogy I could use is with dieting. You know, I, I gained a bunch of weight after I, I lost my older brother in 2014, depression. And forever, it seems like I'm never going to be, be able to do anything about this. What am I going to do? And then finally, honestly, it took about eight years. But finally, like two months ago, I was like, I'm going to lose this weight. I'm so tired of being fat. And it was just like a little 
I'm going to walk a mile on the treadmill today and let's try to eat less than 2000 calories. And it feels like nothing, but every day I'd weigh myself and I'd write it down on a dry erase board. And my God, was it slow, but a little bit here and you start to get hope and you go, Oh, I, I can do this. And you stop viewing it as like, let's just get some pizza. Who cares? You start viewing it as like, wait, no, 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 no. It all adds up. It's been two months and I've lost, I've lost almost 20 pounds. And it's like, it's like, oh, this is very doable. And again, you may be thinking, what's the point of these analogies? Lego, saving money, weight. It changes everything. Because mm-hmm. now I'm like, wait, wait, if I can do that, well, what else can I do? Uh, if I want to get this guest, well, who's, why can't I interview a Dr. McCullough, Dr. Malone? Why can't I interview Joe Kent, who's running for Congress, or Dr. Malone, who invented the mRNA vaccine? Why can't I interview Charlie Duke, who's walked on the moon? Why can't I do these things? Mm-hmm. And it starts small. We're like, all right, well, what's the first thing I should do? I should probably just get an interesting guest here, an interesting guest there. And you start to build it up. So at this point, you're probably wondering, this kid's crazy. But what I'm saying is with all these things, it's very easy to look at something like the 2020 election. It's very easy to look at these trillion-dollar conglomerates, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, mm-hmm. Reddit, whatever, and go, there's nothing to do. We cannot do this versus you do little tiny things. Okay, maybe you're not going to be governor or senator. What if you run for school board? What if you run for sheriff? What if you run for city council? That is the little 0.1 pound of fat loss. And it seems like nothing. And if you start building it up and building it up, it is an empowering feeling and you realize that you can change this world. You, you are a player. You're not, you're not, and I fall into it all the time. I'm just watching the world. It's Democrats, Republicans. I sure hope it goes my way, but it's not a coin toss. It's something that you can manipulate. You can put your finger on the scale. And I know I've been ranting for about 10 minutes now, not letting you talk, but that's kind of what I wanted to express was the importance of what you said, school boards, city councils. You can flood all these tiny positions and you indeed you can make a sea change. You can be change instead of hoping for it to be done and wringing your hands when it's not done. Well, I'll even say this, you know, look at like a Bay County. We have five people on the school board, five on the county commission. Okay, if you even just look up the chain just a little bit and go to state senate, state legislature, the you are more. You have more power in Bay County, being a county commissioner, than you do a state senator. You know, because you actually do make a difference. You don't have to go through all that BS of of fitting in the right committee position. Because if you don't speak right, you're not going to get on the right committee at the state level. So if you make an impact locally, you make a heck of a lot more bigger impact at the state level, and then going up to national. But you know, we've got. You know, Congress now, I mean, I know we just picked up a few more seats in Florida, so I hate to admit it. I don't know exactly how many we have now. But, you know, one congressman, I mean, thank God we've got Matt Gates right down the road. He's not my congressman, but he's a, you know, he's been a powerhouse sure. and very, you know, outspoken. But there, are, for every Matt Gates, there's 50 that aren't heard. So starting at the local level, I can't begin to tell you, and going back to your analogy about picking up the coins, how many times do you see kids today that will walk by a quarter on the parking lot because they're too good to, to pick it up? They're insane. They're disgusting. Yeah, they're insane, but I mean, they don't care. They haven't been taught the importance of those little steps like you're talking about. Talking about. Picking up that quarter goes a long way to buying that $10 toy. Yeah. And people today, the kids today are not being taught the value of of simple things like that. So I think your analogy with the coin really fits in. I would say that they're either not being taught it. I was taught it, but I still ignored it a lot of times. I have very good parents, very wonderful grandparents. What often leads to that, and this is a, we can kind of segue into this analogy, what often leads to you starting to pick up the quarter instead of walking, it's just a quarter. I need a hundred bucks. What's a quarter going to do? What leads to it? It's kind of desperation. I really want the toy. I really, or, you know, it's your, it's older and it's less fun. I really need to pay rent. And you start mm-hmm. to see it and you go, you know what? Pick up the pen. You, you, you do the, you turn around and you walk back three steps and you pick up the penny and put it in your pocket. What leads to it is often desperation. That's what lead. 
I didn't start losing weight till one day I was just laying there in bed and I was like, I can just feel the spare tire around my stomach. And I was like, all right, all right, it's it's taken eight years. Let's do it. It often leads to desperation. And I think mm-hmm. for better or worse, right, it's, it's better late than never. It's always better sure. to do it initially and be taught that, pick up a penny. But if it comes later, then it comes later. I think that's kind of where we are is a lot of people feel desperate because there, there is no re- as someone that's been permanently banned from YouTube, not even for something salacious, not even sexual content or violence, but interviewing the inventor of the COVID vaccine. I got banned for permanently banned for that. Things like that are the things that make you start to feel desperate because you go, what's YouTube's market cap? A trillion, two trillion. How the how the hell am I? The, Google takes defense contracts from the U.S. government. Amazon works with the CIA. And you're like, I, I can't even, how am I going to do it? I'm in an apartment you know, with a water bottle and a mic. Like, and what am I doing? I'm yelling in front of a camera with a flag as a backdrop, but no one sees the rest of my tiny apartment. You can feel in that moment, you do feel desperate. And that's what leads to you going, okay, let's pick up the penny, which leads to me going, Someone that sure I vote every year, but you know, that's it. Versus now, you know, I'm in Maryland. Again, I've visited Florida twice, once to interview for medical school on October fourth, twenty thirteen in Miami, and again for pharmacy school in November twenty fifteen. Now I'm talking to you, Debbie Wood. We've mm-hmm. never met in person and I'm in mm-hmm. Maryland and I'm not even from Maryland. But the desperation, the picking up the penny is me going, you know what? We're doing a podcast. We're talking about this. And you go, and I've never done a podcast. I'm like, I don't care. The dog can join us. Who cares? We're doing something that you wouldn't normally do if you had the cash in your pocket or if you didn't want the toy versus now you're going, I really want the toy and there's a penny. I'm going to pick it up. So I would say that maybe it's good. You know, sometimes you need a kick in the ass. Like sometimes it's like, all right, it feels like the 2020 election was stolen. It feels like no one's addressing the fact that this virus came out of a lab in Wuhan and it was probably an act of war. They're censoring, they're they're mandating vaccines when the inventors who have had on my podcast have said, don't get it. You're going to drop that if you get it, or you might not. But regardless, you shouldn't be coerced to do it. It's a violation of the Nuremberg Code. You're seeing all this go on. You start to feel helpless and you do get to a point where you go, I can't put my head in the sand anymore and go, oh, this is politics. You start to go, I'm going to play the game. I'm going to pull the Steve Jobs. And I'm going to poke it and see what pokes it on the other side. Mm-hmm. So to kind of circle back around that, and if you can't tell by now, I go on a lot of sort of schizophrenic rants. When you say that at your local level, you have more power than a state senator. Is that is that true? I think so, because you, you, you have to change things from the bottom up. Yeah. And if if we sit back and don't do a doggone thing here at the local level to make sure that our kids aren't being taught CRT, yeah. to make sure that our police force is being respected and, and, and revered, to make sure that our taxes are kept low, to make sure that we are having sound foundation, how do you, without that, you can't. You're not going to elect somebody at the state at the at the state level or the or the federal level that doesn't share those values. So, and you have to be a, a force to be reckoned with. You know, if if the the panhandle pretty well, everybody says their area as their area goes, there goes the state. But you know, I don't know if you remember back to Bush and then the they, they called the election early and then damn whatever whatever. The hanging and we're 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 in we're in that part of the panhandle that we're in Central Time. We're not on Eastern Time. They called the election before before the polls were closed here in the panhandle. And and since then people have understood the importance of the little tiny you know um, panhandle part of Florida. But we we do make a difference, and and it's it's hard because people going back to the twenty twenty election, people were so upset. They were like, I was getting phone calls at the yin yang, and it was so frustrating to me. And I was like, I'm ready to just chunk it. Who mm-hmm. cares? But people were worried. They were like, you know, my vote, my 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 vote didn't count. It was yeah, your vote did count. We did what we could do in Bay County. We did what we could do in the Panhandle. If you sit and set your thumb in the corner. You're, you're going to give them exactly what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So we have to be stronger and more assertive than we were in 2020. And I, I, by assertive, I don't mean violence by any means. Sure. I mean, we have to get out there. We have to make sure you talk to your neighbors. And neighbors today, I mean, whether you live down the road or you live in New York, then 
those are still your neighbors. You're talking to them via Facebook or, or whatever means you do. You, your, your job is to make sure they understand the importance of their vote, not to sit on their butt and, 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 and say, oh, well, it's us. The, the, the country's going to hell. If we sit back and do that, then the country will go to hell. Yeah. Uh, Biden's done a really good job of getting us there, but we've only got, you know, we're, we're less than a year out from turning back and getting Congress back, getting the Senate back. But unless we have good Republicans, conservatives, whether they're Democrat or Republican, I, I assume most Republicans today is what we need. But but if they're not really viable, good, hardcore Republicans, we don't need to be electing them either. Yeah. We need to make sure we get back to core core people that support the values of a Ron DeSantis, of a Donald Trump. Um, that's what we need to be looking for, not of a Liz Cheney. I don't care if they've got an art behind their name or not. Yeah, no, it means nothing. That means absolutely nothing. Yeah, and I'm, you said that to me on the phone when we last spoke. If you, yeah, it's 2020 sucks, man. It was, it was, a, it was a real, it was a real kick in the balls. Like it sucks, and you go, oh, wh- what can I do? It's despair. You, you feel hope. You go, there's nothing. There's nothing you can do. If, if you take that mindset. Well, then they've just won beyond their wildest dreams. I mean, psychological operations are an incredi- incredibly valuable part of war, right? I mean, war, sure, you can do June 6, 1944, right? A million men, Operation Overlord, D-Day, going in and taking the Nazis' brute force with artillery shells and soldiers. Sure. What do we also do? We also would, you know, with General Patton, we'd have inflatable tanks so that from the air it looked like there was a whole other division. All right, that's kind of psychological. But a huge thing, well, that was more deception. Psychological is when you drop pamphlets behind the enemy line. Your people are mm-hmm. defecting in numbers. You know, they want, they would drop them in Japan. You know, Emperor Hirohito has fled the country. Uh, your Japanese, uh, your fellow Japanese citizens are betraying you. They, you know, they all fear the the American man. When you break them down, it's like that quote, if, if the situation was hopeless, their propaganda wouldn't be necessary. You break mm-hmm. someone down. If you're truly in a spot of power, if it's me versus like Mike Tyson talked about this, Mike Tyson, you know, although like the greatest fighter of all time, he would still talk about he'd be scared to death walking up into the ring, even though, you know, if it's Mike Tyson versus me, he's not scared. He's like, I'm going to hit this kid and probably kill him. I probably have to pay for his funeral. Yeah. Right. But he would talk about walking up to the ring because I'm scared to death. I'm scared to death. But as I get closer, I grow more confident. And he goes, and I step into the ring and I'm a god. And he goes, you stare at your opponent. You never break eye contact with him. And you just watch him. You just watch him. Don't even blink. Just watch him. Just watch him. And even if for a millisecond your opponent looks away, he goes, fight's over. I already beat him. The fight hasn't begun yet, but I've already beat him. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from Mike Tyson going, but deep down inside, I'm terrified. He goes, I have dreams that I'm going to lose to this guy. I'm going to be embarrassed. My family's going to you know, not like me. The sports announcers are going to like, oh, I guess he's not the greatest. But Mike Tyson wouldn't do – I guarantee you if Mike Tyson and I step into the ring, he's not going to be staring at me, staring at me, staring at me. He's going to go, I'm a, a literally about to kill this kid. <laughs> and like <laughs> versus like – but if he goes in there with a respectable opponent, psychological operations, staring at him, staring mm-hmm. at him. So that is a huge thing. So the idea that they want to suppress you, right? They've removed the dislike button on YouTube. They don't want you to know that you're in numbers. They want you to think, and they did a good job, and I'll admit I fell fell for it for several months. They want you to go, yeah, we got elections now. We're going to steal them all. Go home, sit on your ass, don't do anything, because it's over. They want you to feel that. They don't want you to know that it can all turn in a second. They don't want you to know that you are this mass and if you do indeed, as you said, if, if you put your phone in the corner, <laughs> woe is me, yeah. country's over, indeed, it will be over. It will be. But if you start picking up the pennies, hey, man, you can fight back, and it sucks. And I, I get, I've heard all the arguments. Well, we shouldn't have to overwhelm the algorithms. There shouldn't be an algorithms. Yeah, there also shouldn't be war, and everyone should have accessible water and food. I get it. I, get, I, I wish we were in the Garden of Eden, too, yeah. but we're not. So what can we do? You grab these things and you start moving. It's not hopeless. It sucks. We took one on the chin. It really, yeah, it sucks. But we can get to the point where it's on a Monday, it's me and Debbie Wood yelling in front of a camera about picking up pennies and buying toy sharks. Like you can do something. 
And I've talked for like 95% of this. I got to stop and let you speak. No, no. I'm, but, you know, <laughs> you're right. We, can, we cannot be defeated. If we're defeated, then we will be defeated permanently. And, you know, I'm, I'm so happy. I'll be honest with you. For once, well, actually in September, we had the first ever DeSantis Patriots Boat Parade. We had it here in, out here in the Bay. And um, we had about... Yeah, maybe about three, four hundred boats participate. This was in September. Um, you know, I, I felt so much better because people were getting back involved. They were, there wasn't the despair that I'd heard for nine months after the election. And I was like, okay, I don't need to quit. I mean, because then you go to the point about, oh my God, I'm just quitting my job. I can't yeah. deal with this yeah. anymore. It's just the negativity is constant. And people don't get it. And, you know, and now I'm sucking my thumb in a corner because I'm ready to give up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but now people have turned back around. And you know, so we've got the best governor in the world, you know, in the country, uh, in the world. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, so we have that enthusiasm out there. And every time he, you know, you know when he did the thing, when he said, okay, no, we're going to not, you know, we're, we're holding firm. And, and the state Senate had in house had a special session and they passed you know, regulations about not requiring masks for, for businesses. So what does Governor DeSantis do? He holds the bill signing of that in Brandon, Florida. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. The guy, the guy's freaking awesome. You know, yeah. how, how do you, how do you not get revived and energized yeah. with somebody of that caliber? The guy's sharper attack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a uh, man. If he's not Trump 2.0, if he's not a more uh. like, if he's not a more polished Trump, to, if he's not oh, a more polished totally. Trump, he's better with the media. He's less. He he still has right. He's still a spunk. He's still got fire, but he's not as firing from the hip as Trump. It's yeah, he's, he's polished. Yeah, he's polished. yeah. It's you know, as someone who doesn't really like, and here comes another analogy. As someone that doesn't really like sports, but I I did like watching oh, it. Go dogs! Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, well, yeah, UGA. So. But I'm I'm from New Hampshire, and I watched the Red Sox religiously for like five years. Granted, it was like middle school. Start, that was the brief beginning and end of my sports career watching. But I do remember watching, and I think I just loved it. Because it was round ball. You know, yeah. round ball doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> but I loved watching it with like my dad, and I and I've, I immediately fell in love with the whole history of it. They hadn't won since 1918 when they traded Babe Ruth, 86 years, they, and they're beating the Yankees, the evil empire. And I remember watching in 2004 when they were down three games to nothing. In the third game, they lost 19 to eight. And it was just, it seemed over. And I remember at like the top of the stairs, I could like still watch the TV after like my mom said I had to go to bed. And I remember like laying at the top and watching. And I think they went to like the 18th inning in game four. And they just hung on. They just kept barely hanging on. And it's, I mean, you couldn't write it. It's the Red Sox down three games to nothing in Boston, fighting the Yankees, the evil empire. And, and they hit a walk-off home run in like the bottom of the 18th and they win. And I remember reading all these articles the next day online. And it was all these Red Sox fans saying like, how dare you? How dare you give me hope? Like, just go lose and let's walk into the sunset. <laughs> and so the next day they went and played again. And I remember watching from the top of the stairs again and it went all the way to the 14th inning. And the same guy, David Ortiz, hit a, um, a a base hit and they won the game again. And it was this just this sort of like, do, 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 do. you could just feel it. And everyone hated it because they're like, dude, it's been 86 years. You're going to break my heart. Don't do this to me. And then they go and they win game three. And that was the famous game where A-Rod, you know, he slaps the ball out of someone's hand or whatever. He's running. I don't remember it. They go on the game. They, they win the next game, and it's the only team ever to come back from three games down. And then they go and they play St. Louis, the Cardinals, who at the time was the best, hardest hitting team, and they bulldoze them four games straight and win. But I always remember because this is at the same time when you know Tom Brady is still still is it's been twenty years, yeah. but yeah. was was just demolishing, going undefeated, just crushing Super Bowls. He's this phenom, and I'll never remember this video. I was watching the next morning, and it was after they came back and won in Game 4, the 2004 ALCS. And it was just this drunk as shit, excuse my French, Red Sox fan outside of Fenway Park. And he's just, he's just hammered. He's beer, and he's, but he's, and I always remember him saying, and I was 14 when I was watching this video, but I remember him looking at the camera, and he goes, Tom Brady can win 30 games in a row. Why can't we win four? 
Why can't we win four? He goes, don't, he goes, forget that it's the playoffs. He goes, just, why can't we win four? And when he framed it like that, don't look at it as no one in the history of the MLB has ever come back mm-hmm. from three games down. We're playing the Yankees and we have the curse of the Bambino on our shoulders. He just said, why can't we win four? And when he looked at it like that, it's losing weight. I don't look at it as I got to lose 50 pounds. It's like, why can't I lose 0.1? You really can't lose 0.1 pounds. And if you do that, well, then the next day you go, why can't I lose 0.1? You add it up over 200 days and you lose the weight. So what I'm saying is, is like, there is crazier precedent for insane comebacks and everything else seems hopeless. And you're fighting the evil empire. And much like Boston Red Sox or Boston Tea Party, and again, Debbie and I not not condoning violence, but metaphorically, why can't we win one? Why can't we win one? Why can't we go back and go, hey, we're really down and out. China's releasing bioweapons on the world. Fauci seems like he's a terrorist. The FDA and the CDC are seemingly in the pocket of big pharma. The elections are rigged. They're mandating vaccines. People are dropping dead at a rate unseen in the entire history of VAERS. The the inventors of the vaccines are getting censored from YouTube. Everyone who questions it gets attacked and character assassinated. Man, it's all hopeless. Well, why can't we win for? Why why can't we win? If they can do it, why can't we do it? And it's just, I'm getting all jacked up now. You can tell when my white Irish face starts to turn red. What can people actually do? And, and... The analogy I always bring up is the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. It's, it's this patch of plastic out in the Pacific Ocean that's like bigger than Texas. And you see that and you go, how am I going to stop that? But what you can do, like picking up a penny, mm-hmm. is every day when I walk to the gym and I see, if I see a water bottle or a, a cigarette carton, I pick it up and I put it in the recycling dumpster. It's not much, but it's a tiny little thing I can do. And I stop feeling hopeless. I stop going, oh, nothing can be done. I get up and I do something. And it's empowering. So when people listen to these things, they might be listening to this podcast. They might be getting all jacked up going, yeah, why can't we win four? Well, yeah. Hell hell yeah, W. Hell yeah, Tommy. And then they finish the podcast and they got to go to work and get gas. And it's that that spark of inspiration gets hit with a raindrop and nothing comes from it. What can people do in – we'll just use Florida because you're in Florida. What can people do in Florida? What I mean, even everything we're talking about, run for student – or not student council, city council, running for – Student school board. Uh, school board. But what can they actually do? What what can they do right now? They're finishing this episode. They're all jacked up. They're ready to go. What can they actually do? What, what, what do they Google? Where do they go? What do they have to sign up? What do they have to register for? What can they do? What qualifications are needed? What deadlines are there? And I know I'm just hitting you with all these rapid fire questions. What can people do today? Well, you know, the first thing they can do is they can go to their local supervisor elections website, find out what's on the ballot, when the elections are. We've got municipal elections in March, the city elections. You know, we've got probably throughout the county, maybe 12 seats open in March or April. I guess it's really in April. Um, People don't know. Pick up, take the time. If you can Google you know, what's coming up on, you know, Dr. Oz or whatever, you can you can take the time to figure out what's going on. Talk to people. Get out and vote. Talk to your neighbor. Pick up that piece of trash. You know, uh, find out when your school board's meeting. Find out when your city council's meeting. If you're ticked off about something, say something. Yeah. You know, I don't think that newspapers, at least in Bay County, they suck. But, but I, you know, but still, you know, writing that letter to the editor, do something to say nothing is is defeatist it's complicit so you know make sure that your neighbor okay we're, we're getting a ton of people moving in from new york and california that scares me in florida as yeah, well but yeah. but make sure that the neighbor down the road has registered to vote every vote does count and yeah can we control it you know guess what they need poll watchers in every precinct too yeah um you know, you can sit there whine and complain about, oh, the election was stolen. Then volunteer your time to go and check and make sure that, hey, that guy didn't have any ID on him or what's the deal? Is he doing yeah. a provisional ballot? What is the deal? What's that they van showing help. up at three in the morning yeah. with pallets? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just pay attention to what's going on around you. Yeah. But get involved. Be you Democrat, Libertarian, Republican. Again, I would rather, I respect someone that's got an opinion than, than someone that doesn't do anything at all. So if sure. you're... If you're libertarian leading, Google where you know, what is the Libertarian Party. Somebody's got something. Republican Party. I I I am not the headquarters that much right now, but I take 
the, my phone call of my or headquarters phone number is transferred to my cell phone. I miss very few phone calls. If you're mad and you don't know what to do, you just want to yell at somebody, pick up the phone and call me. I'll listen to you between the hours of eight in the morning and eight o'clock at night. Now, don't call me during a Georgia football game, but but you know, do something. I can, Get involved. I can vouch for it. She she will sit here and listen to you yell, as I have proven for the last hour. It's <laughs> but you said libertarian. And hey, I, everyone knows where I stand on this podcast. I'm very open about my beliefs. If you're a Democrat and you don't like what's going on, go do the same thing. And I'm not. I'm not trying. No, no, you can't do it. This only applies to people I like. No, that's not democracy. Democracy is even the people I don't like have. So even if you're a Democrat and you hate Donald Trump and you think Debbie and I are domestic terrorists and hate everything we stand for, hey, agree to disagree. But do the same thing. Go get involved. If you think the election is being stolen by Republicans, go be a poll watcher. The reality is, is. As I said with Roger, we all want the same things. There are very fringe outliers on both groups. You have these far left Marxist socialists, and then you have these far right neo-Nazi racists. Hey, we hate them, and I'm sure the vast majority of liberals hate them, but the loudest people, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Go do what you want. This isn't just, this isn't just, if you agree with us, go do this. No, go, the more people involved, the better. The more data points you have for something, the better the more the more cars on the highway that are using you know location services on google maps is and well that's a whole rabbit hole for you know surveillance but you you get a more accurate right if you go on a if you go on a side road in the middle of south georgia and it says traffic is you know there's no traffic and you get there and it's actually there's like there's highway construction but it's because there's one car an hour there's no data saying versus you go to downtown atlanta it's updated nine times a second so you can go hey if we leave right now we can get through spaghetti junction we can go down i-85 and there's going to be no traffic the more data points the better and like what you said yeah pick up the penny go do something go vote in something go do something with the elections being stolen go watch go be an obnoxious go bring a lawn chair and some beer go tailgate go tailgate as a poll watcher go do something if they're gonna steal it record it record it with your phone or at least make let them know they're being watched do something because if you don't do anything you're complicit. And furthermore, maybe we do everything. Maybe you pick up every penny. You do everything. And maybe they still win. All right. At least you tried. Mm-hmm. At, at least you tried. At least at least you stayed up to the 18th inning and at least tried to hit a home run. And if you strike out, well, then there's nothing to be upset about. You tried. Right? You, you, yeah. you, you tried. I get rejections from people every day trying to do this podcast. Every day. Every guest you see, there's 19 that said, stop emailing me. And there are some that say, you know, cease and desist. And I'm like, all right, fine. I understand. There's a fine line between harassment and persistence. I mean, I've gotten... stalking people? (laughs) I don't know if I should legally say that. But like, no, but like, you email people. No, we're not interested. Your your podcast is way too small. Hey, I get it. I've gotten no's from the office of General Mattis and Obama and Henry Kissinger and Tom Brady. Yeah, take it on the chin. I tried. And guess what? Sometimes they say yes. I've interviewed Dr. Robert Malone. I'll say it for the 10th time. The inventor of the mRNA vaccine. You know who hasn't? Joe Rogan. I've interviewed Charlie Duke, one of four men alive who's walked on the moon, one of two men willing to give interviews. You know who hasn't? Joe Rogan. I've interviewed Mike Durant, the Black Hawk Down pilot. You know who hasn't? Joe Rogan. I've interviewed some insane people. Dr. McCullough. Joe Rogan hasn't. Sometimes they say yes. So take it from me, whether it's picking up the penny or losing weight. Go back to episode one on this podcast. It's me yelling in an attic on a laptop. It's terrible. Look where it has spiraled to because I just kept picking up the penny. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a lot of no's along the way. An overwhelming amount. A depressing amount. <laughs> a drowning amount. But... You do sift through and you get something moving to where you can enact the real world. And now I'm talking to you about Bay County politics and what mm-hmm. people can do in their everyday lives. So it's don't give up. Don't despair. Don't be hopeless. Actually do something. Go get involved. And yeah, go win every other position. Make it difficult for sure. Maybe they win the governorship or the senatorship or the president's. Go fill every other occupation and make it a real pain in the ass for them to try to accomplish anything. Because if we don't do anything, you're just as guilty. 
that being said, five more minutes, and we'll pivot. And, and with now, but sure. one thing, sure, sure, thing no, that people it. can do is, you know, I know that, you know, it's easy to ask for absentee ballot and, and, and send it in the mail. Don't do that. Yeah. Please take the time. I know where I live, we have about 10, depending on the election cycle, about 10 days of early voting. We got into that because, you know, we got hit by Hurricane Michael mm-hmm. really bad a few years back. And you know the, the Cat Five Hurricane, and our Mark Anderson, the best supervisor of elections in, in the country as well. We're, we're so blessed where I live, but um, you know, so we we went from having hypothetically sixty precincts to eight places we could go and vote because we didn't have the structures were not there, and you know, so early voting became a big thing here. We had super voting sites, and and. It, don't don't be don't be so complacent that you won't even take the time to go out and vote in person because most of the stealing of elections, if you want to go down and look at it, is from these mail-in ballots. And if you, oh my God, look at that! We just had a truckload of, of ballots miraculously appear out of somewhere. Okay, if you take the time, go down and vote and do it in person. The earlier, the better. That way, you're not stuck in line for 18 hours on election day, which is retarded. It shouldn't be happening. Um, but you know, do that, and 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 then you don't have. You can say, I, I you know, mark that off my bucket list. I, I went down and voted today. I know my vote counted, and that is huge. Don't be so. You know, look at stamp and put it in the mail. Yeah, whatever. You know, it, does it really get there? Does it really get counted? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Take the time to do your duty, and that's doing, you know, and that's voting. And again, talk to your neighbor if you've got kids in soccer, little league football, whatever. Go to the game and chat with the day, you know, person sitting next to you. Where, I mean, I wear Republican shirts everywhere I go. If it's not Bulldog, you know, George Bulldog, it's Republican. This time of year, okay, it's maybe 50-50. But, um, you know, just doing that. You know how many people go, you thumbs up or they shoot your bird or tell you to kiss off or whatever. But they know where you stand and you're not confronting anybody. Just little teeny tiny things like that make a difference because people that like were so frustrated after they felt the elections were stolen to see, you know, I'd be in Sam's or Walmart or wherever. And, and I'd have on my uh, Trump shirt and they'd go, love your shirt. Thank you. Makes me feel better. That's nothing. That's not being you know intrusive. That's just giving people a reason for hope. And those are little things that you don't realize, yeah. you know, you know, go down, walk around your, community market or whatever and, and have a spot on your face. You know, that's positive, little positive actions yeah. is what you need to do. Or I don't have any money to buy, you know, TV time, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Or, or someone sees that shirt and like you said, gives you the bird and now they're going to be less complacent and they're going to go, hey, we don't have this in the bag. Me and all my fellow Democrat friends, we got to, regardless, I genuinely believe, despite where I stand and, and what my conservative beliefs are, I genuinely believe the more people involved, the better the whole outcome will be. Because it's not, here's my you know BS-centrist appeasement. It's really not about left or right. There is a party of hyper-elites that, excuse me, don't give a shit about you or me. They don't give a shit about Democrats or Republicans. It's money. It's the round. It's the it's the revolving door. It's the iron triangle. It's jobs to to right. contractors, to politicians, to jobs. They're passing it back and forth. They don't care about you and me, whether they have a D or an R. And you have some exceptions like a Bernie Sanders or a, or a DeSantis. That's all window dressings. They're here. They're here to fuck you. That's what they're here for. So the more people that get involved, the better it will be for all of us. If there is a free and fair election and Democrats win, well, hey, democracy worked. I don't like it. Not my cup of tea. It's the Red Sox getting beat by the Yankees. But what that does imply is, hey, we'll be back next year. Go do that. Go get involved regardless of where you stand because the vast majority of people do want fair elections. They do want election integrity and they do want it to be a fair process. Don't listen to the wild voices that get, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Go just go get involved. Yeah. We had, um, this is a, this is a very Republican area here. We don't have that many Democrats uh, with with a real D behind their name. They're elected to office. But we have, for instance, going back to the school board, 
they decided, and this we've got one Democrat, we've got five school board members, one's a Democrat, and the school superintendent's Republican. So we've, we, you know, we should have it covered. They came out with a, they, they wanted more property tax. The fact that they misappropriate funds up to yin-yang, you know, it, it, stupid. Well, we, we fought the Republican majority, vast majority school board, um, and we, the Republican Party, we're still, you know, kind of getting hit on that because we went out against the Republican elected school board because they were not doing what they should be doing as a Republican. You know, we we beat that that property tax that they did on a special election, thinking they were going to sneak it in, um, and we we creamed it. It was like seven. It was like seventy five percent. We came out with a vote seventy five twenty five on a vote that they thought they had won. Again, it goes back to the fact. Make sure you're electing people that stand for the principles of whatever party it is. If you're a Democrat and you have these principles, God love you. Make yeah. sure you get candidates that represent you. Yeah. If you're Republican, God love you. Make sure you that you are holding your elected officials accountable. Yeah, Sh- shine, shine truth, shine light on it. You know, demons, conspiracy, evil. It all, it all scurries under light. It can only exist. And you know, what's the was it Martin Luther King or I don't remember who it was, right? Uh, darkness can't drive out light. Only light can drive out darkness. You can't you can't drive it out. The, the you can't hate can't hate can't overpower love. Like or you can't push out hate with more hate. You can't do, shine light on it. If what they're doing, regardless if they're Republican or Democrat, if what they're doing can only take place when less people are involved, then go shed light on it. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is. Go shed light on it and do your part and. Go pick up the penny. Why can't we win? Yeah, pick up the penny and and don't give up hope. If you give yeah. up hope, then we've lost anyway. Yeah. And you know we're getting we're getting in on Christmas season, right? So you know use that hope that yeah. that shining light and and do what's right. And remember, you know we we are less than a year before taking back over Congress and and hopefully making gains in the Senate. And but again, with that being said, if we just elect a Republican that isn't a real Republican, then we've that doesn't help us either. So pay attention to your candidates. Get involved in your primaries. Study your candidates. If you don't know who the hell to vote for, then you probably shouldn't be voting. Yeah. You know, just to vote to vote is not a good thing either. So yeah. try to educate yourself. Spend a little time and think about it and, and know that we can turn this country just as quickly as Donald Trump turned this country around. Exactly. We can turn it, and, and, and as quickly as Biden has turned it us, back around. We can turn it back around here in, in, in a year. So that's that that should be that shining light that we can do it again. Yeah, yeah. It, it can change quickly. Don't despair. And with that... Yeah. Miss Debbie Wood, I would love to have you on again sometime, and I will. Well, I'd love to. We I will can te- figure it out. I will text you when this episode is up, and uh, okay. thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for an hour of your time. Thank you, and have a great uh, Christmas. Thank you so much, you as well. Merry Christmas. God bless America. God bless everyone. Do the right thing. Pick up the penny. Why can't we win four? Thank you so much. We will. Thank you. Recording you stopped. Bye-bye.